Welcome to the What's Your Ethos podcast. Hi, I'm Peter Kolis, the CEO of Ethos. Today, I talked with Spike Lipkin, the CEO and co-founder of Newfront, a top 40 commercial insurance brokerage using technology to revolutionize commercial insurance. We discussed the company's amazing growth trajectory, their commitment to empowering brokers, and their blockbuster merger with ABD and more. Let's listen in. Okay, welcome to the What's Your Ethos podcast. Hi, I'm Peter Colas, the CEO of Ethos, where we interview leaders from insurance carriers, distributors, and insurtechs, tackling some of the thorniest issues in our industry. Today, we are so fortunate to have with us Spike Lipkin, the co-founder and CEO of Newfront, which uses technology to revolutionize end-to-end the commercial insurance process. Newfront was recently valued at $2 billion by Goldman Sachs Investment. I've known Spike personally for many years, and I think he's an exceptional person, innovator, and leader. Spike, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Peter. Delighted to be here. So let's go back to 2016. You're graduating from Stanford Business School, having previously been an investor at Blackstone, helped build a massive real estate platform, and then an early team member at uh, Startup Opendoor, which was the leading iBuyer of U.S. residential real estate. What led you to start Newfront? How did it come about? How'd you get the idea? How'd you get going and meet your co-founder, Gordon? Tell us the story. Yeah. So, so I think there are really two paths to insurance. You either have 200 family members who have been in insurance for the past thousand years, or you sort of stumble into it. And I was definitely in the latter category. So I had been in in these roles where insurance was not my primary responsibility, but I inherited it because no one else wanted to do it. So at Blackstone, I helped build a housing business and insurance became really complicated for that business because we were buying and selling homes. And so we constantly needed insurance. And I became the person who interfaced with our broker. I even filled out a bunch of the initial paperwork. And what blew my mind at, at Blackstone was seeing how antiquated the process was yet important, right? We couldn't get a loan without insurance. Um, We couldn't take title on the property without insurance. And so I learned early on that, you know, it's this incredibly important product and very, very antiquated. And then when I joined a startup, I got to see the setup of that business. And what was fascinating is businesses now exist online, right? The payroll systems online, the accounting systems online, corporate spend is online. And, you know, for the most part, those are digital first experiences that are pretty great, right? They pre-populate information. You have a dashboard where you can manage things any any time in the day. And then when it comes to insurance, it feels like you're taking a step back 20 years, right? Again, you're filling out mounds of paperwork. You know, you wait eight weeks, you get back this proposal, you get, you know, three different options, it might as well be written in another language. And then you buy a product that when you actually need it, you might have to wait years to find out whether the thing you paid for actually kicks in. And so I increasingly got obsessed thinking about insurance. And at some point, I partnered with a software engineer named Gordon Wintraub. And, you know, you probably know this because of Linky, but the intersection of world-class engineers who want to do insurance, um, I think at the time, maybe might have been Linky and Gordon um, sitting at the intersection of those of those two circles. And Gordon had family in the industry. And so he was interested in streamlining and revolutionizing the insurance industry. And so we got together and we just spent a ton of time with clients and then with brokers and agents. And we saw this really clear opportunity to bring technology, automation, and analytics to insurance. You know, we saw these really meaningful relationships between brokers and clients. But then what happened behind the scenes was, again, mountains and mountains of paperwork, 
You have these skilled professionals that have spent decades in this industry, and they're spending their time toiling away with work that should be done by computers. So we got really excited. We started building technology. We realized pretty quickly that we did not want to be a technology vendor. We actually wanted to be a broker. The market for being a broker is massive. And if you really want to influence the client experience, you have to be in the market. You have to be participating. And so we started envisioning this platform that was both high tech and high touch. And that's how Newfront was born. And uh, the competition space is formidable, right? Marsh, Aon, Gallagher, these are massive, you know, competent companies. How did you identify commercial insurance as, you know, the, the place where you wanted to build within the many products in insurance? And then what were some of the tough parts about getting started and getting going? You know, I'd like to say that we did some top-down analysis and picked commercial insurance because it was best, but really it was just born out of my personal experience. You know, I, I had at that point been through a number of purchasing experiences and renewals and claims issues. And so I had a fair amount of experience with personal insurance. And so we started there. We, I think, picked the right segment to start in because commercial insurance is complicated. It obviously affects every business. And, you know, I think relative to other areas in insurance, like personal insurance, there's been comparably less technology and less innovation. And so we, we, we picked the sector and then we basically made every mistake in the book getting started. Um, we learned by experimenting and making mistakes. So the first thing we did is we, we both got licensed. Um, and then we were really lucky to recruit a handful of really talented insurance professionals and engineers to our team. And we started building by bringing on a small number of customers and then asking them what they wanted. And they would tell us, we'd go away and build, come back. They would tell us, we'd go away and build, come back. And so it was this really iterative process. And then we realized we needed to do the same thing internally. So if you believe that the professional is vital to this transaction, this process, which I do, you're, you're not just building for the client, you're also building for the professional. Because if you can empower the professional, you're also helping them serve their clients. And so it became this really iterative process. So we'd learn, you know, sometimes we would build things that wouldn't resonate. And so we'd go back and fix them or modify them. And it became this iterative process. And I think one of the huge advantages of being a business that builds its own technology is our feedback loop is really tight, right? And I imagine this is true at Ethos, right? When you think about Ethos relative to the incumbents that are licensing technology, you know, if you're licensing a technology, maybe you go to the user conference once a year, you give feedback, it gets added to the roadmap, and then a year later, you know, that feature, that button gets added. We had everyone in the same office, right? And so when you wanted a new feature, you would turn to your right and there'd be an engineer next to you who would bang away on the keyboard. And you know, a couple yeah. hours later, that feature would be there. Or a couple of days later, that feature would be there. So those cycles are really, really fast. And that leads to building a really great innovative product relatively quickly. And so to get going, your model was predicated on recruiting brokers who had an established you know, portfolio of business at another brokerage to join Newfront. When you were first getting going, I'm sure there was an issue of building trust with them and you know convincing them that your technology would make it worth the leap of faith, the switch. How did that go about in the first couple of conversations? Were there some particularly awesome people who took a bet on you? Yeah. Yes. So our growth strategy is twofold. One, it's convincing clients to work with us because we have a better solution. And then what we found is that if you can convince clients to work with you, the professionals who serve clients also want to join you. And so Got to it. your point, that that's also been one of the growth channels for us. So 
What's been interesting living on the West Coast is if you are an insurance professional serving businesses in San Francisco, you're finding that many of your clients are innovative companies, right? And they're pushing the envelope, they're changing industries. And so the the argument to convince the first producers, first account managers to join us was actually not that hard because they were starting to feel the market pull from their clients, right? Their clients were seeing these digital platforms emerge that took care of every other part of their business, but it hadn't yet emerged in insurance. So the first um, insurance professional who joined us was a guy named Forrest Wittenmeyer. And he had been in the Bay Area. He'd worked with some of the most innovative companies. I think he was Uber's first broker. And he started seeing the writing on the wall, that this industry was changing. It wasn't changing in the way some people thought, where insurance professionals were going to go away. But it was changing to the point where insurance professionals were going to be here, but there was going to be this entire technology layer that came out to support them, to provide the client with more transparency, to provide analytics so the clients could make better decisions. So it actually was relatively straightforward because the market was pushing great insurance professionals to that point. That's amazing. So give us an overview of New Front today, kind of scale products, how you go to market, team, kind of clients. So today, as you mentioned, New Front is a large commercially focused brokerage. We we work both um, in PNC insurance and within PNC, not only do we, we have commercial, but we also have a private client group that works with affluent individuals. We also focus on employee benefits. So we work with businesses on group health plans and all the ancillary products, um, total reward. So we're not just providing a health plan, but we're also helping businesses think holistically about how to attract and retain the best employees. Um, We have a business that focuses on structuring 401k plans as well. Um, And then we also have a wholesale benefits business that focuses on associations. So for many of our clients, we are the primary stop where they go to handle all of their insurance options. And we work with businesses from the time that they are conceived all the way to becoming a mature large company. And we've worked with some of the most innovative companies in the world, right? Apps you use every day on your phone, all the way to companies that are building our cities, companies that are growing the food that we eat. So we work in a wide variety of different industries. Um, Some of the stats that I love about our business are we work with about 20% of the unicorns in the US, 150 public companies, um, I believe we have about 15,000 clients now. Um, we're, you know, 850 employees. So the business has grown significantly since, you know, 2017 when we were in my living room with with two people. Um, and we're, we're, we're national. So we work with clients all across the U.S. Um, and then we also help structure global plans. So many of our clients are U.S.-based, but they're finding that, you know, talent is evenly distributed, but opportunity is not. And so they're building a workforce that's increasingly global and we can help them with that global workforce. So we've built a network of correspondent brokers called the um, Worldwide Broker Network and we partner with brokers overseas as well. That's an incredible growth story. And Newfront was not the only commercial insure tech startup. There were a number of them. Newfront is the most successful by far, it looks like from the outside results, but most of the others focused on replacing the broker That's right. and serving a SMB segment in an automated fashion. You zigged when others are zagging and focused on empowering the broker and serving a much wider you know, SMB up to enterprise segment. How did you decide that was the right move early on? It seems like it's the right bet that's playing out, but at the time it, it maybe wasn't as clear. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And everyone told us that we were contrarian. You know, I remember when we first raised money, we were talking to these VCs because we needed some money to get started. And we were talking to these VCs and they started asking, well, why are you why are you building technology to empower insurance professionals? Why aren't you just building technology where, you know, you can circumvent them? And it was interesting because we'd go back to them and say, well, do you work with a broker? And every one of them consistently said, yep, I love working with a broker. I've got my person. They're really helpful. They help me understand my program. And it was interesting because there's this disconnect because it turns out they are representative of everyone. You know, it turns out people want to deal with humans when it comes to these really complex, high stakes decisions. That doesn't mean that they don't want technology that streamlines the process that makes for more transparency. But ultimately, when you're spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars a year on something that could protect your business from bankruptcy, you want a human in the loop who's an expert who can walk you through the options. And so that insight came from my own experience. But then studying the market structure, what's interesting is, you know, there's been all this talk in Silicon Valley, particularly in, in commercial insurance, of, you know, the human going away. But when you look at the industry today, last I checked, it was something like 97 or 98% brokered. And so, you know, by and large, what you see in the media and what you see VCs funding is not consistent with the reality on the ground. So it was both personal experience and then studying the market structure. And then also, if you look at the market, it looks like this massive market, right? You know, $100 billion of commissions paid a year. And I think that attracts a lot of interest. Our view is the market is actually smaller than it looks. And the reason it's smaller than it looks is most of those dollars are renewals, right? They're policies that have been written that are with an incumbent broker and are renewing. And so the portion of the market in any given year that's up for grabs might only be a fraction of that, right? The rough math we had is that, you know, if it's $100 billion of commissions paid a year, it might only be that $10 billion a year is really up for grabs. Because the other 90 billion are policies that have been well-placed, structured around a risk management program, and are renewing with an incumbent broker. And so our strategy was, well, if we want to go after the full 100, we need to build a platform that's attractive to the professionals. And the platform is not just technology, it's also resources and expertise. And then we can go after that, that, that full $100 billion. But we were certainly told that we were, we were contrarians um, a number of times early on. And I think now the world is waking up to the fact that for these high stakes decisions in financial services, you know, medicine, you name it, technology is going to be a huge part of it, but there's still going to be a human in the loop. Interesting. And when you think about New Front's technology, where you uh, make life a lot more enjoyable for the client representative, whether it's a finance leader, an HR leader, a general counsel, you make, as far as applying for new coverage, renewing coverage, you make life a lot easier for the broker as far as less paperwork, less things that feel like it could be automated. What about this is difficult for an incumbent to replicate? And how has Newfront been differentiated so early on in its journey? Yes. So it really starts and ends with data. And structured data is gold in insurance because structured data coming from the client is how you make the argument to the trading partners that this is a really good risk that they should want to underwrite. Structured data is also how you help clients make decisions. So these are things like benchmarking, forecasting, and analytics. And the challenge if you're a large business is you don't have structured data. You have a lot of data, but it's maybe sitting in 
file cabinets across 100 offices. It's fitting in um, existing systems in a non-structured manner. So taking that data and repackaging it in a structured way is really, really hard. And what we were able to do is from scratch, build a structured data model. And then what we did on top of the model was we built a system of action. So if you think about existing systems today in the agency management space, a lot of them are systems of record. They're, they're really fully featured, but what you do is you go out in the world and you go do work. And then you take that work and you go record it in a system, right? So a good example of a system of record is an accounting system, right? You operate the business and then you record what you did in the accounting system. A system of action is where you're actually doing the work in a system. The system is making it easier for you to do the work through workflows and through automation. And the byproduct is you've captured this information, you've captured this data, and you can then go reuse that data to do things like generate proposals or analytics or benchmarking. And so we were able to build that system from scratch. It's really hard to transform existing unstructured data into structured data and existing systems that are systems of record into systems of action. How have the incumbents responded to your amazing growth and competitive edge in technology? You know, we, we are very focused on ourselves and making our value prop really, really compelling to insurance professionals. You know, I think the proof is in the pudding, right? Great people are voting with their feet to join Newfront, right? And yep. you see every week leading professionals leaving a 20-year career at another firm. Um, and these are people who are getting a call every week from a recruiter, right? Every week for the last 20 years, they've been getting literally job offers and they're joining Newfront, right? And so I think that's the strongest validation that what we're building is meaningful for clients and meaningful for insurance professionals. So two years ago, Newfront merged, I believe it was two years ago, with yes. ABD, which is a longstanding successful broker based on the West Coast, often would cater to technology startups. I think it had about 600 employees. Why was that important? What was the strategy behind it? Yeah. Yeah. So ABD was this firm that we really admired when we got started. Um, they had built this elite boutique brokerage firm, as you mentioned, focused on tech and life science, but had incredible talent in construction, in, in real estate and other verticals as well. And they were based on the West Coast. They had more of a national presence and they had this really entrepreneurial DNA. So the, the founders of that firm had all gotten together and built a new kind of firm. Um, some of them had put their houses on the line to start the business. And so we had this really similar DNA. And what was interesting is because they had been the broker to all these innovative companies, they started seeing that the industry was changing, right? So they had been the broker to Slack, Facebook, Google, you name it, right? All these innovative companies. And so they saw industries changing overnight. And they also saw that the way of doing business was really different, right? They were one of the first users of Slack. They started building shared Slack channels with their clients. And so they saw the industry was changing. And on the other hand, we were building technology and we were building a professional team at the same time. And so I started getting to know Kurt and Brian, um, two of the founders of ABD. And we started talking about how bringing together our firms would accelerate our mutual journey towards building this high-tech and high-touch model, this modern brokerage platform. And so after a lot of discussions and spending time together and building trust, we brought our firms together, as you mentioned, a little under two years ago. And the results have been spectacular. 
So we've built this value prop in the industry that is really compelling because now we have both the technology side and the professional side, right? We have both the leading technology platform as well as leading professional teams, a really deep bench of resources, teams that have worked together for 30 years that would be really impossible to replicate. And we have that all under one roof. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, I think one of the strongest validations there is looking at the clients who are choosing to do business with us and looking at the insurance professionals who are choosing to join us. And we've seen this explosion in professionals joining us and clients flocking to the Newfront platform after a merger. So it's been an incredible, incredibly successful merger. Have you been able to port over and bring the virtues of technology that existed within Newfront to the ABD business? Or is there the issue of disparate data systems and in general systems in the same way that incumbents have suffered as they've acquired to grow? Absolutely. So we we are, it's an evolution, right? And we're over time bringing over various pieces of the business and incorporating technology. ABD was already a very innovative business. And so they already had cutting edge technology and we're working to supplement and improve that. But by and large, the technology thesis has played out and we've seen you know huge gains from combining our businesses and, and building this modern platform. So you have raised over $300 million of capital, but Newfront is pretty darn efficient with its capital. What are you going to do with all these pretty pennies? And how is the company going to change over the next 10 years? Yeah. You know, we get asked a lot if we're considering M&A. And the reality is we're not. We are focused on organic growth. We see this massive opportunity to take our dollars and invest in people and technology and grow by winning client. You know, one of the secret ingredients that we haven't talked about in our business is culture. And in a business where the human is the unit, where the professional is the unit, culture is the glue that holds everything together, right? And, you know, there's obviously a ton of IP around our technology, but I think the real secret sauce is building a company where insurance professionals, operations professionals, technologists can work together under one roof and come up with these innovative solutions. And I think that if you grow organically, you can build the culture you want, right? Everyone enters through the front door, everyone goes through an interview, everyone selects into being part of a culture. The problem if you cobble together a thousand little firms is that culture becomes diluted over time and it's harder to control your culture. It's harder to control your values. And so we're focused on growing organically and and using the capital you mentioned to invest in organic growth. If you fast forward 10 years, I think what you'll see is two things. One, I think you will see a fundamentally different way of buying and managing insurance. I think you will see on the client side, more strategic decisions being made, right? Where you're able to leverage data to make decisions rather than just intuition. And I think that's increasingly important for a generation of insurance buyers who grew up with technology and grew up with the internet. And then I think on the professional side, you will see them doing the top half of their job, right? So if you think about it, professionals today do everything from really administrative tasks to really strategic tasks. And I think technology is gonna work bottoms up. It's going to take on those administrative tasks so the professionals can focus on the more strategic client-facing work. I think that the way of transacting will be a lot more seamless. So, you know, today, if you're a client, you pull together all this information, you package it in PDFs and spreadsheets, and you email it to your broker. Well, all of that information now lives in cloud-based systems, and it's actually structured. And so why are we taking structured data 
unstructuring it by putting it in PDFs and then sending it via email. So I think increasingly there will be data feeds into core systems of record where we can pull source of truth information and share it with underwriters. And so I think the whole method of engagement, you know, will be really different 10 years in the future. And then we'd like Newfront to be national and have a meaningful presence all over the US. The way that we are scaling is we built this national technology and resource platform. And then we're tapping these entrepreneurs in various geographies to build businesses on the Newfront platform. So I think you'll see a Newfront presence in meaningful markets all across the US focused on you know every industry out there. Has anyone tried to become the structured API intermediary or data layer between distributors and carriers? Yes. So we partner with some of the technology vendors in this space that do that. So, so Applied Systems has a product called Ivan's that does this. Um, so, so this product does exist. And, you know, our, our belief is that we want to partner with everyone we can, right? There's a huge amount to build here. It all benefits clients. And so, you know, we enjoy a number of really great technology partnerships, in, including with, with the folks I just mentioned. And do you ever see yourself vertically integrating in a way such that you become a carrier or do you see yourself expanding product portfolios much beyond what you currently have? How, how will the business kind of evolve otherwise? So we will not become a carrier. I do think we will partner with our carriers to build increasingly bespoke and innovative solutions for our clients. So the line between distribution and product creation, I think is going to blend. And I think what you'll see is that if you have client relationships and data associated with those clients, you can go to innovative trade, trading partners and build products that are, are catered to that set of clients. And so that may be in the form of partnering with our trading partners to build access to some proprietary products, to build MGAs, to build MGAs that rely on technology, right? There's all this wearable technology out there. So, you know, we work in agriculture with um, folks who benefit from wearable technology. If you're a better risk because, you know, you have a wearable helmet or you're a better risk because, um, you know, there, there's a body temperature monitor, we should be feeding that information back to the carrier and getting you better coverage or better rate. And so I think that's what it will look like over time. And, you know, I think every platform is headed in this direction, but data is the key ingredient and we have the structured data. Makes sense. So my sense is when you started Newfront, you probably had limited management experience. And very quickly, you were managing several hundred employees. How did that change what you focus on? How did you quickly develop as a leader? How did you get to a place where you feel like you're the right person to lead Newfront? Because everyone suffers from a little imposter syndrome when that does happen. New, Newfront is all about the team. And so my focus has always been how do I find the absolute best people, get them to buy into our strategy and join Newfront? And then how do I give them as much responsibility as possible and let them run? Um, and so throughout our history, a lot of Newfront success has been defined by making these lightning rod hires, these people who frankly had no business being at Newfront and giving them a huge amount of the business to own and run with. And that's what's made us so, 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 so successful over time. Um, you know, personally, I've benefited from working with a coach. I think the best athletes in the world have coaches, the best chess players in the world have coaches. And so, you know, I want to be the best version of myself for our team. And so 
I've benefited from working with a coach, getting to know other founders like you and, and you know, trading advice and trading learnings um, and ensuring that I'm growing at a rate consistent with the company. But it's all about having the right team and the right people around you. What do you most enjoy about the role and what do you least enjoy about the role? I think I most enjoy working with the team with our clients. So I try to have one client conversation a day. And so that's a client or a prospect. And seeing the professionals on our team in front of clients is amazing. I was in an RFP meeting last week and it was incredible seeing how our our, our team shows up for clients, how deep in the weeds they are of our clients' problems and anticipating our clients' needs. Um, and then there's nothing better than winning business. Um, there's nothing better than going out and pitching, having a solution that is absolutely better for your client and then being selected by that client to work with them. Um, so, so that's probably my favorite part of the job and my least favorite part of the job. Um, I don't know, podcasts with, uh, with, with <laughs> I, I don't have a least favorite part of the job. I, I love this job. I mean, even the parts that are hard are incredibly rewarding and I feel incredibly lucky to do them. So I don't think I have a least favorite part. So if we did a 360 with your leadership team, how would they describe your style of leadership and management? I think they would describe, I, I guess I should say, I hope they would describe my style as hands off. You know, we are a company where we hire great people. We have a clear set of goals and a North Star, and then we let people figure it out. I think that's how you build the right culture and the right type of team. Um, we have always hired for slope, not intercept. And by that, I mean, we've hired people who are at a steep trajectory in their career, but may not have the experience level yet. And then we let them figure it out. Um, I think that's the right way to grow. We also like to promote from within. Um, so we have a really great track record of people starting at new front in one role and ending up in a very different role, even in a different department on the team. And so you know, when you're growing, opportunity abounds, right? And you, I'm sure you find this at Ethos as well. In a business that is large but not growing, it's a zero-sum game, right? For me to get this role, someone else has to vacate the role um, or, you know, vice versa. In a business that's growing, you know, new opportunities get created every month because there's new territory. And so it leads to a really different culture, a really different way of engagement, right? It's not zero sum, it's purely additive. And, you know, that's been the story of Newfront for the last six years at this point. Amazing. So we operate in a business with no North Star metric, right? You have to consider for Newfront premium growth, renewal rates, uh, broker's comp, operational efficiency investments, um, you know, claims rates for your carrier partners. How do you balance all of these counter metrics while still making really quick progress and growing really quickly? Oftentimes companies and insurance that grow really quickly get into trouble, but how have you balanced all these things? Yeah, I think there are really two metrics that matter in our business. It's how satisfied are your clients and how satisfied are your employees, right? In our business, it's all about having the right team and having that team have the right tools, be excited about the work they're doing and engaged. And if you do that, they will bring on the clients and they'll take care of the clients you have. We are also in a heavily recurring business. So it's extremely important that your clients be excited about working with you and feel like you're providing a good service because not only will they renew, but it becomes a word of mouth, 
right? So if I look at our most successful team members, they're getting a huge amount of their business through inbound referrals, right? They've taken care of this general counsel or this CFO in their prior company. And, you know, general counsels and CFOs tend to talk to each other and they hear that Newfront's great and that, you know, this, this team at Newfront has done a really good job and they see inbound business that way. And so, so much of it is about client reputation and then how the team's doing. I know that sounds really soft. It's not, you know, a bunch of super detailed metrics, but I think over time, that's the North Star. It's, it's, it's team and client. Yeah. Everyone says that Spike, come on. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Okay, so let's do a lightning round of five quick questions just to get to know you personally. Sure. Um, favorite place to vacation? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm from Colorado originally, and so I, I love going back there. I love the outdoors. I'll, I'll say, uh, I hate these questions, Peter. Favorite place to vacation? Skip. Favorite sport to play or watch? Skiing. Favorite uh, or last thing that you went really deep on that didn't have to do with work? Well, it does have to do with work, but we've been spending nights and weekends on AI. I think it has the potential to completely transform our business. And so my my co-founder, Gordon, and I um, have been pretty deep in the chat GPT um, and building you know prototypes that we think can impact the business. If you're not, it's irresponsible at this point. That's right. Um, last book you read? Oh, what did I read last? Oh, I read Bob Iger from Disney's biography. Um, mm. I've, I've been reading biographies of, of CEOs I admire. Um, I think it's called Ride of a Lifetime. Really enjoyed it. Oh, have you I read my biography? What's that? Have you read my biography? Uh, yeah, that one, that one's not, not out yet. <laughs> um, the other one I read is, um, Ernest Shackleton's Endurance, which is just this incredible story of perseverance. And, um, you know, he everyone gets out, right? Everyone's on the ice. And three years later, everyone makes it out. I think the worst is someone loses a foot. It is an insane story. Not only that, everyone's almost everyone signed back up for another journey with him after the disaster. Um, incredible. Best advice you've ever gotten or given? This is probably the part I should have prepared for. Um, I don't know. Skip this one. All right. Spike, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. This was informative. Hopefully our listeners, uh, got some, uh, great advice on building amazing insure tech businesses and learning more about the commercial insurance. So I found the conversation amazing. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Peter. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of What's Your Ethos? If you're interested in helping to protect the next million families, come join us. You can learn more about ethos at ethoslife.com. I'll see you next time.